Hi everyone and welcome to the This Week in British History podcast. Before we get started, this is an audio version of the YouTube series This Week in British History, which is available on the British History Tours uh, uh, channel. So just to let you know that if you want to watch so that you also get the visuals, there is a link in the show notes on this podcast, which will give you the link to YouTube. But I've also recorded this, so in a way that I hope you can enjoy it fully also as a podcast. All right, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of This Week in British History with me, Philippa Lacey Brule. Today we're looking at events which happened between the 26th of October and the 1st of November. If you love British history, then you are definitely in the right place. So go ahead and hit subscribe, give this episode a thumbs up and leave a comment below. So this week we're covering two coronations, the coronation of Henry III and Henry VII. Thank you so much to everyone who has put in donations to me so far to help me keep creating this free content during 2020 when I can't run my main touring business. You are wonderful and your generosity is much appreciated. But if you can't donate, that's absolutely fine as well. You can help me for free, totally for free, by supporting this channel, by subscribing, giving thumbs up to videos that you watch, and of course, sharing with your friends as well and help spread the word about this history channel. On the 28th of October, 1216, was the coronation of Henry III. He was only nine years old, and instead of a crown, they used a circlet, which belonged to his mother. We're in 1216. This is only the year after Magna Carta, which I've covered in a previous special on Magna Carta. And we also spoke a couple of weeks ago about King John. So Henry III was King John's son. King John had died unexpectedly of dysentery and let me put the um, link to that episode so that you can go and listen all about that if you wish not the details of the dysentery but the details of um, <laughs> of King John and the state uh, which he had left the country so we're in the middle of the first baron's war effectively a civil war when John dies and Henry comes to the throne Magna Carta created the previous year was supposed to be some sort of peace agreement between the crown and the barons however John had gone back on his word almost immediately. When he died on the 18th of October at Newark Castle, the country was in the middle of serious unrest. This was the backdrop to Henry's hastily organised coronation at Gloucester Cathedral. As Henry was still so young, there was no question that he would have been able to rule on his own, and so two regents were put in place. These two men were William Marshall, Earl of Pembroke, and Hubert de Burr. William Marshall had the brilliant idea of reissuing Magna Carta as a royal charter, as opposed to the list of demands from the barons which the original Magna Carta really had been. King John, Henry's father, had conceded to these demands and then very quickly retracted his support for them. So if you want to know more about the Magna Carta story and how come, even though it was created in 1215 and retracted in 1215, we still can talk about it in 2020, then please check out my special episode on Magna Carta. Now you may be a little confused because you've probably heard that every monarch since William the Conqueror in 1066 had been crowned, everyone who had a coronation was crowned at Westminster Abbey and yet I've just told you that Henry III had his coronation at Gloucester. 
Well, Henry had a second coronation in May 1220, and this time it was at Westminster Abbey. It was at the behest of the Pope, who was not convinced that the first ceremony had been done with due process. Now for our second coronation of this week and another Henry, Henry VII, who was crowned on the 30th of October 1485. Henry VII, of course, is our first Tudor monarch. He had beaten Richard III, the last of the Plantagenet dynasty, at the Battle of Bosworth in August of the same year. On the 28th of October, as was customary, Henry had made his way to the Tower of London, where he had stayed the night before his coronation procession, which took place on the 29th. His procession wound its way from the Tower to Westminster, with Henry dressed in purple robes edged with ermine, and he rode on horseback under a canopy of gold and silk held by four knights on foot. Henry was crowned on the 30th of October at Westminster Abbey in front of a congregation which included his mother, Margaret Beaufort, and this was the first time that the mother and son had been reunited after 14 years apart because Henry, of course, had been on, in exile in France. Much emphasis was given in the ceremony to Henry being God's choice. It was God's will that Henry had beaten Richard on the battlefield and that he was now the King of England. This assertion that it was God's will that Henry was on the throne of England was vital for the success of this fledgling dynasty and for the peace of the country. Margaret Beaufort wept at the ceremony. Emotions must have been running so high. She had given birth to Henry at only the age of 13 years old and had spent much of his life separated from him during the Wars of the Roses, which eventually he would be credited with bringing to a full end and conclusion with his marriage to Elizabeth of York, the daughter of Edward IV. And so the Tudor dynasty, which would last 118 years, officially began. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, then please do give it a thumbs up, comment below and let me know what you thought and share it with your friends and family. Until next time, take care. I'll see you then.